Hi, welcome to the Spiritually Minded Mom Podcast, where every mom can find hope, joy, and God's hand in motherhood. You'll hear interviews with all kinds of moms who are learning how to navigate motherhood. Most of all, you'll learn that you have a partner in motherhood, a loving Heavenly Father who wants you to succeed and is always there to help you in your most important work as a mother. And now, here's your host, my mom, Dara Trendler. Welcome to episode 30 of the Spiritually Minded Mom podcast. I am excited to have you here today. I've got a great interview for you with Becca Jackson. She has an Instagram account called If the Cookie Fits, and it's a fitness account. And I will tell you, I love fitness. I love working out. And I've followed a lot of fitness accounts over the years on social media. But recently, I have gone through and just curated my social media account so that it's something that's uplifting to me. And when I get on there, I feel it's, I'm going to see accounts that make me feel good about myself and that are just real people. And Becca is one of the people that made the cut on that as a fitness account, and a lot of them didn't. And that's because she's just genuine. She shares the real life, the ups and downs and, and all of that, and doesn't try to make herself look perfect. And so I really resonate with that. And she's also a mom to three girls. And so I wanted to have her come on and talk about that. We do talk about perfection and motherhood and how we can avoid that, how she's been able to do that. And just to choose happiness. She just made a decision that this is what she wanted and she went after it. And she just has chosen to be happy in her life. We do talk a little bit about her weight loss journey and we talk about motherhood and what she hopes her daughters will learn from watching her make herself a priority. And she also has some great advice if you want to be able to start a um, fitness journey as well. And we talk as well about how the physical is attached to the spiritual in our lives and how those two are intertwined. So I'm really excited to introduce you to Becca Jackson. And here is the interview. Welcome to the Spiritually Minded Mom podcast. I am excited that you are here today. For this episode, I am interviewing Becca Jackson and she is an Instagrammer and also has had an incredible fitness journey, but she's also a mom to three daughters and has a great motherhood story that I'm excited to share with you. So Becca, welcome to the podcast. Hi. Hey, thanks for having me. So excited to be here. Okay. So for those that are listening who don't know you, will you just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your family? Sure. Yeah. So my name is Becca. I'm from I'm from Provo, Utah. Lived there for most of my life. Met my husband in high school, and I told his sister that I was going to marry him someday, and I did. He came home from his <laughs> mission. He um, and said he didn't know who to take out, and his sister said, "Well, you should take out Becca. She thinks she's going to marry you." So. Anyway, we've been married just about almost 12 years, and we have three beautiful daughters, and they are just our pride and joy. They are just so much fun, and I I love being a mom, but I also love feeling like a person, an individual, and more than just a mom, and that I have ways to influence and help others other than, you know, beyond my home, and so I've been able to do that through Instagram has been a great platform for me to share a lot of my thoughts and feelings and different tips and tricks I've found in the last few years with healthy eating and exercise and just kind of finding a better healthy balance of life in general. So it's kind of a little overview. <laughs> That's great. And Provo's magical. I met my husband there too. So. Yes. Yeah. We Shout out it. to Provo. <laughs> and I follow you on Instagram and, and you really do have a great knack of being able to share positivity and, and all that. So we'll, we'll talk about that more in the interview. Okay. 
But one of the things that you told me in our interview prep was that your motherhood mantra is, we're not perfect, but we're just doing the best we can. So I really want to know, I want to dive into that because yeah. you're, you're on social media and perfection is everywhere yes. on there. So how, yeah. do you, how do you stay out of that trap of perfection and motherhood? And how do you just, you know, be content and do your best and not worry about all that other stuff? Yeah. So it's definitely not an overnight process, but when I had my first child, I was a stay at home mom. I stopped working. My husband was able to work and provide so I could stay home. And I found myself, that was when Pinterest was really, so that was about eight years ago when Pinterest was beginning. And I, I love to sew. I love to just keep my hands busy to cook and bake and do all these things. But I really soon realized that I was trying to do everything and trying to do it all perfectly. And as years went by, I still, I felt like I had to do, so I call it the Pinterest perfect mom, you know, where I felt like my birthday parties had to be above and beyond and all color coordinated and gift baskets and cupcakes. And I, you know, I felt like my girls always had to be perfectly put together and matching and hair done. And I just, I was stressing myself out with trying to always be perfect and have this constant feeling of I wasn't being, I wasn't, still wasn't good enough that I still needed to try more and more to be perfect. And it was about two years ago after I had my third daughter that I realized that I don't need to, (laughs) that I realized that being perfect or trying to be this like perfect mom that the only people trying to please and being perfect are other people that in this quest for perfection, the person unhappy was me. And like, that made no sense. I was trying so hard to always be put together and my family. And, and I, and I read that in a book once where it said perfection is just trying to please others. And I know there's more to it. It's like, I clean my house because I want it to look nice and clean. But if I invite friends over, you better believe I'm really going to clean my house and I want it to look as perfect as it can, you know, for them, you know? And, and so that's kind of where the last couple years or two, where I just realized like, I am so much happier when I can just do my best and be really, really happy with the things that I gave 100% instead of giving everything 75%. And I just felt so much more fulfilled and realizing that I kind of had to let a few things go that I couldn't do everything every day. And, um, one more thing that has helped kind of propel that was my husband started traveling a lot and I realized that I was home alone with, and then I had to do everything by myself. And that was a good trigger for me to realize that I, it's okay if we go out to eat or it's okay if I didn't put on makeup today, I'm not wearing makeup right now. I have, (laughs) you know, that it's, I'm like, it's two in the afternoon and I haven't done my makeup, but that's okay. Like no one else cares. And if they do care, then they shouldn't care because it's not a big deal. And anyway, so it's just kind of trying to find this balance of doing things that make me happy. And if it's not perfect or everything's not done exactly right, then it's still okay. So yeah, that's what we say. We're say, you know, my girls, you know, are also falling into that perfectionist trap. And I say, it's okay. You did your best and that's good enough. You know, we don't need to stress about what we can't control and can't do from now. So 
Yeah. And I think, I think as a mom, you know, you have to think about who are you, who are you serving? I mean, you've got to make yourself happy and you've got to, and you know, you want to make your kids happy, but really your kids do not care about no. all those worldly things. No. They don't care yeah. if you have makeup on. They oh, want to know yeah. that you're there and that you can make them a sandwich or be there when oh, they get home from sure. school or, yeah. um, you know, take them to their ballet lesson or whatever. Oh, they just so want you to be though. there. They don't, yeah. they don't care about all that other stuff. And I loved what you said about happiness. I know that's a message that you yes. yeah. really try to just choose happiness in everything mm-hmm. that you do. So how do you do that in motherhood? These last few years have just been so eye-opening for me. And I've shared this a little bit on my Instagram. I'm going to try and do this without getting emotional, but it was a really hard time after I had my third daughter where it would just, I'm, I know a lot of it was just postpartum depression that a lot of women go through because it's hard. Mm-hmm. You know, you're expected to do everything. And I had this perfectly healthy baby. And so I felt like I had to be happy because I had no excuse not to be. And that was kind of a turning point in my life where I realized I don't have to be happy. You know, I didn't, instead of feeling this like need to be happy, but it was a choice that at that moment I was choosing not to be happy. And my husband, I remember him walking out the door one day and I was laying in bed and I just started crying and I said, you can't go. Like, I can't, I can't do this. Like I, it's too hard. And I shouldn't know how I could do it all on my own. I'm like, I'm just not happy. I just don't like this. I don't like that about myself, about my body, about, and I just was the low of the low. And that's kind of, I had this eye-opening experience where, and he just kind of looked at me. He's like, well, you have to do it today. You know, he just kind of, kind of that tough love of like, well, you can Mm -hmm. do it. You can, you know, and kind of realizing that the thing that was bringing me down the most was myself that no one else was telling me that I was doing a bad job. No one else was telling me that I looked a certain way. Those were all myself, my thoughts. And I was doing that to myself. And so that's when I started, you know, we started playing music, you know, with my kids. I'm like, hey, we're just all in a bad mood. Let's just play some happy music. Or I started physically purchasing little signs that I have in my bedroom, in my living room, bathrooms that say things like choose joy or today is a good day or what's the best that can happen. It was all of these really positive things that everywhere in my house, I would see it and say, okay, today is a good day. And realizing that no matter what was happening, good or the bad, that I could still choose to have a positive and optimistic attitude. And that made everything so much better by just trying to choose to be happy that day. And I will say, I mean, we're all human. There's days where it's like, nope, not today. I'm choosing (laughs) not to be happy today, you know? And so I feel like I've been talking about this with some friends lately, that it's not, it's not forcing yourself to be happy and faking a smile and say, nope, I'm good. Like, and that's where I think it's different is where a lot of women feel like they bury their emotions and say like, no, I'm happy. But, and that's detrimental to yourself because you're just kind of bottling it up. And so that's where I think it's really important to express your emotions, but to also, and that's why I tell my girls, I'm like, you can cry. Like you can definitely cry, go sit in your room and cry and let out all your emotions. But then when you're ready to be happy, like come out and we'll talk. And so I have, you know, good feelings about like just expressing those emotions, but at the same time saying, okay, 
but what's the best thing that happened from this bad situation or what's the good that came from it? Still trying to find the silver lining in it all. So, yeah, I think that's good. And I've talked to a lot of, a lot of other guests about this very thing about our thoughts. You know, yes. if mm-hmm. there's anything that we can control in our life, it's our thoughts and it's how we think and it will affect the outside, you know, what's going on oh, around definitely. us. Definitely. Yeah. You know, just, I mean, I've, I know I felt a lot of the feelings of, you're not good enough. And yeah, who do, you, who do you think you are? And, and I combat that by my thoughts. And I, I have a little mantra that I say, I'm fulfilling God's mission for me. And I don't care what yeah. anybody else is doing. And, and you've got to right. turn that around. And I, I love that you said, you know, you choose happiness. And really, it, I mean, I think there's a little bit of a difference between happiness and joy. You know, sometimes yeah. joy isn't always, you know, this euphoric thing all the time. Mm-hmm. But yeah. you can still make that decision that my thoughts are going to be positive and I'm going to push out the adversary because that's who's putting those negative Definitely. things into Oh, exactly. Like I said, no one's telling you those things. It's all in your mind, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The people mm-hmm. in your husband's not saying, you know, you need to get up and put makeup on or, you know, I mean, really there's, you know, nobody, you go to the grocery store, nobody really cares. It's all in yeah, your head. It's all in your head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we, I love that message that we can, we can choose to be happy. You know, I, I had an experience a while back where one of my kids spilled a whole gallon of milk all over yeah. the kitchen. And I was like, and I've been working on this and I was so proud of myself because I was like, uh, okay, not the end of the world. Yes, let's, let's just yeah. clean this up and let's not yell and let's not be negative. And, and I made that choice and you know, I haven't always made that choice, but. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Well, that's one thing that a lot of people that follow on my Instagram, because that's the one thing I like to do too, is in a lot of my stories to show those moments of yeah. imperfection where it's like a lot of time my food looks amazing, but sometimes I burn my pancakes and I can't flip them <laughs> and it's a jumbled mess. And kind of my thing that I always say is it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Not a big deal. It's fine. And I say that at least once a day, you know, same thing, like someone will spill something. I'm like, it's fine. Let's just pick it up. You know, cause what's yeah. the point in yelling? What's the point? And I will say like, I, I still yell. I still, yeah, <laughs> I still me too. Cool. I mean, we're all human. <laughs> But at the, but like you said, it's finding those moments. It's like, well, it's fine. Like I, I don't need to be mad and make it a big deal when we can just clean it up and move on. So, right. Yeah. I totally agree. We got to push out the adversary and that's where, you know, you can use prayer. I mean, I use prayer a lot. Like help me, help me to be able to do that today and, and to have those positive thoughts. Yeah. Well, one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about was that you have lost a significant amount of weight in the last few years. And I'd love to talk to you about how you've learned to make, you know, healthy eating and fitness a priority. You know, you, you have an Instagram account that's around that, but, but really it's your Instagram account is a lot more than that. It's not just these before and after pictures and, you know, you really share, you really share the real life and, and how that works. So I would love to know, you know, what prompted you to make that change and, how have you, what have you learned about yourself in the process? Okay. Yeah. So I, that was, I've never really had a good relationship with food and I always, I've always loved to exercise. So that wasn't something that I really had to push, you know, and start all of a sudden just exercising and nutrition all at once. But I noticed that I had, you know, I wasn't really motivated or just was having a hard time. Like I said, mentally, And, and that's where I have a hard time that people say, oh, this is her before and after this is her picture of when she was sad and now she's happy. And, and I have a hard time 
correlating happiness with weight. But at the same time, I feel like taking control of what I ate and taking control of making exercise a priority made me happier and losing the weight and becoming more fit was just a positive, what's the word? Positive, uh, I can't think of just a reward or a, a bonus. Like I felt yeah. like, I felt like through it all that I was, that it was such an internal transformation and I kind of a big turning point where I realized after I had my third, I had gained the most weight um, of any pregnancy. And after when she was about four months old, I hadn't lost any of the weight and I had started exercising. It just wasn't, wasn't budging. And I saw a quote one day that said, what would happen if you didn't give up? And right then and there, I was like, okay, I'm not giving up. And that was when I decided that I would keep going no matter how long it took, that I wasn't just going to say, oh, well, this is me. This is the way I am. This is just the way my hips are. This is just how I'm going to be the rest of my life. And so that was kind of a big turning point of realizing like, it's, I'm going to have plateaus. I'm going to have times, you know, I had a solid three months where I didn't lose any weight, but I still, I was focusing on creating those healthy habits that I knew I'm like, I got to stay with it. So it was, yeah, it was about a year and a half. I lost about 50 pounds and I never, I never lost more than one pound a week. And I think that's something that's really important that I really love to share and make people know is that it wasn't about a quick weight loss, just a quick fix diet for me. I wanted to live my life. And I didn't want, I actually was talking to my daughter the other day, she's eight years old. And I said, what's a diet? You know, cause I'm just interested. Cause I talk about it a lot and kind of what she's observed. And she said, well, it's a, a diet is when you don't eat any treats or candy. And so I said, well, has mom ever been on a diet? And she looked at me, she's like, no. And I was like, oh, okay, good. that's good. You know? So I, I think, and I'm like, okay, good. She's realized that I'm like, but I still, would you say that I eat healthy? She's like, well, yeah, you eat veggies and you, da, 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 you know, and you eat this and that and you drink lots of water. I'm like, but I do, I, do I eat candy and treats? And she's like, yeah, all the time. And so I think that was a big part of my journey was realizing that, first of all, it's a journey that no mm -hmm. one has ever done losing weight or done being fit, that it's something that I didn't want to yo-yo up and down 50 pounds the rest of my life that I realized that this was creating a new lifestyle. And it wasn't just, I was very involved with keeping my family as part of it, that it wasn't just mom was on a diet, but it was, we as a family are going to learn to eat healthier together. Mm -hmm. And even my girls have caught on to, and so I'll buy them their sugar cereal. I'm like, sure, you can eat that. But then 20 minutes later, they're like, okay, but now I want some eggs and yogurt. And, you know, they kind of realize yeah. that what keeps them full and what helps them sustain. So anyway, I think that's just one overall thing that's really helped was to see it not just as mom eating her own special Tupperware of food, but making it a family thing and eating well and balanced and not feeling like you're sacrificing too much and being unhappy about it. So... Yeah, I think that's a really important thing for a mom to do is to show her children that she can make herself a priority. Yes. That that mom is important. And, and, yeah. that mom and it's can... not being selfish, taking care of yourself, no. right? No. Yeah. No, not at all. And your your girls are learning great things from that. So yeah. let's let's talk about, you know, body image and you have three yeah. daughters. So right. So how do you how do you help them, 
you've kind of already started talking about that, but you know, what specific things do you do so that your daughters have confidence and so that they can be proud of themselves, but that it's not just about their looks or how their body is, you know, how can a mom teach their children, not just daughters, but sons need to know that too. Yeah. Oh, definitely. How do you do that with, in your family? Well, one thing I love that my husband does is every, every morning when he kisses them goodbye and goes to work and every night when we kiss him goodnight, he always says, you are smart and beautiful. So just acknowledging that I say you are so smart and making them realize that they're a mind, they have a mind of their own, that they're doing good things. And at the same time, I don't think it's bad to compliment your daughter on her looks and tell them that they are beautiful. Cause I do feel mm-hmm. like that is a big part of confidence that saying, yeah, no matter what I am beautiful so that's one thing that he does that I love. He says, you're so smart and beautiful. And and to hear that twice a day is huge for anyone at any age. And another thing I love to do is I always pack my daughter's, she take, takes a take-home lunch to school. And I always write a note in her lunch that always has some sort of positive affirmation saying, make today a happy day or be kind, have courage, or, you know, just something that in the middle of her day, she can read this note and, you know, kind of give her a little boost of it's more than what you look like or how your hair looks, but how you are and how you treat others. And I found a little note in her bedroom the other day that a friend had given her that said, Dear Olivia, you are so nice. You're one of the nicest friends in class. Love, Haley or something. And, and I just, and she didn't say anything to me. She didn't bring it to me, but I just found it sitting by her bed. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Yes. You know, like it was one of those moments where I'm like, not only is she kind, but someone else noticed it enough to say something to her. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's really something that I talk about a lot with just, you know, how are their actions and being kind and things that you're doing and with your hands or the things you tell people that I'll say, you know, if they're treating each other negatively, I'm like, well, what if she said that to you? Would that hurt your feelings? And kind of making them aware of the negative thoughts and words and really focusing on the positive. And with the body image, it's, we really talk about, well, cause my two year old, she, she's, she's, if you've seen pictures of her on my social media, she's very, how do we say this? She's husky. <laughs> you know, so, so it's really hard where we kind of, she wears, she wears a size five T. So she wears the same wardrobe as my five-year-old. They share clothes. And we have really found this, you know, kind of soft spot in our family where I'm like, we can't, like we called her chubby and chunky. And I'm like, we can't do that anymore. You know, I'm like, that's not, mm-hmm. at, there's a point where, and so we tell Millie, so her name is Millie, the two-year-old that I'm like, she's so strong and she's so tough and she's so, you know, and so we incur these other words more than just her physical look, you know, that I was like, Oh, Millie, you're so strong and have her flex her muscles, you know, rather than talking about her chubby thighs or anyway. So it's something, it's finding ways to, um, you know, that it's more than just their body and that they're beautiful and, So it's just something, I think the biggest takeaway of something that we've really tried to do as parents is consistency in telling them something positive about themselves every single day. 
rather than just at a piano recital or after a game, telling them that you love them and you're proud of them, but telling them every single day that they're doing something amazing and that they're doing a good job being kind to their friends. And just, and I think that's another thing is focusing on a specific action they've done. Like, thank you so much for making your bed and helping Millie put on her shoes. That was so nice of you rather than just, you're a good girl. You know, we're proud of you, but giving them a specific compliment on something, say, Hey, I've seen, I've seen what you've done today. And that is good. And just focusing on the positive rather than always just getting mad at the things that they're doing wrong. So acknowledging all the good things they're doing too. And that builds confidence that makes them aware that they are doing things right and not just always things wrong. So yeah. And if if I'm, if I'm hearing you right, I think you kind of have two key things there. One is your example, just how you are living your life and how you are respecting your body and and taking care of yourself and making yourself a priority. And they're, they're yes. going to see that. I mean, your example of your daughter never thinking that you've been on a diet. That's amazing. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's really good. So I think number one is your example. And then number two, the right. words that you speak to them. I love that you said that you are very intentional and specific about mm-hmm. praising them. And it's not just oh, yeah, you're a good girl, good job. but right. way to go or, you know, mm-hmm. but that you really are finding those, those, those specific things. I think that that's a, that's both of those things are very key in doing that. So, you know, you talked a little bit about your journey and, and how you've kind of made yourself a priority. What if there's a mom out there that wants to make a change? You know, they want to have a better body image and they want to portray that to their children more. And, you know, what would be the first step? What, what can a mom do that wants to do that? Well, I think the first thing for me was I remember, I vividly remember this one day where I saw a picture of this cute, petite, five foot blonde with this, you know, bright blue eyes. And I'm like, oh my gosh, she is just perfect. She's beautiful. She has everything. And I literally laughed out loud and I said, I am five eight and I have black hair (laughs) and I have brown eyes. And I, and I just laughed and I said, I will literally never be her. And whatever I do, I will literally never be like her, look like her, all those things. And, and so that was something I really preach a lot on my Instagram too, is comparing yourself with yourself Yeah. and comparing is, so I say you versus you, it's me versus me, that it's not about looking at someone else's strengths and you trying to catch up to them and be as good as them, but it's saying, Hey, but what about me personally? Where, what have I done today that I didn't do yesterday? And just focusing on your progress of where you are right now and what you can do tomorrow better than today. And so that was a big thing. That's the one thing I love, 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 love about the before and after pictures is I talk about that this is day one, that this was the day I took that day one picture that I said, today's the day. It's not going back, but from now on, I'm going to progress and I'm going to progress versus this picture of me, that it wasn't me trying to be my high school self or me and my pre-pregnancy self. It's like, no, this is where I am right now. And accepting that and choosing to just find the best version of yourself. And, Mm -hmm. and that was a big thing for me, not just physically, but mentally in, you know, getting away from trying to be perfect, but realizing that I need to, you know, take that time to study my scriptures or instead of feeling guilty and saying, I haven't done it all week. It's like, okay, 
but today's day one. I'm going to try and do better tomorrow. I'm just focusing on the future rather than feeling the guilt and regret of the past. And so I think that's the biggest advice I'd give to everyone is just say, okay, this is your day one. Start here, make some goals, make some short-term goals for this week, and then make a goal for this month and then this year, to, and then track that progress from your day one. And it's okay if you have a couple of day ones too, yeah, you know, totally to not fine. be, yeah, to not be upset about that you haven't reached those goals, but to do something tangible, a tangible goal that is possible to build your own confidence and saying like, no, I can do this. I am capable. I'm able to do this. And it's not all about just giving up and, oh, I always do this and say, no, like today can be a day one of a new beginning and just focusing on finding a better version of yourself and not comparing you mm. to someone else. So yeah, I love that message. Just just be the best you that you can be and uh, and that you have worth even if you mess up. Like exactly. you're still of worth. It's fine. It's See, no it's big fine. deal. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> I would love to know how how is taking care of yourself yourself physically? How has that affected your spirituality and your relationship with God? Yeah, I it's been it's been really I can definitely say I've been more in tune with the spirit now than I have been probably in my whole life. And I think a big part of that is realizing that taking care of my body is taking care of my soul. It's taking care of realizing that Heavenly Father gave me, I only get one body. And by nourishing it and by feeding it and exercising it with things that it needs, that I feel better. And that's, that's something that no one else can take away from me. That's something that I have control in to make me physically feel better. And by doing that, I have more energy or more awareness to make good decisions or to spend more time studying my scriptures or to have the energy to do certain church activities or, you know, and realizing that it's, that is also its own journey that, you're never just reaching a point of spirituality and being done. That a mm -hmm. physical journey is also a mental and spiritual journey. That it's something that you need to continually do and realize what works for you. Once again, in the comparison thing, I remember, uh, you know, I'll go to church and these girls are reciting scriptures and this, I'm like, oh my gosh, they're so much more religious than me. <laughs> or they, they study their scriptures for an hour a day. How do they do that? And I just, I would get caught up in this this trap of comparing myself to someone else spiritually. And I realized that I can't because they've probably been doing that for years and they've built up to that point where I realized like, you know what, I'm at a point in my life where I can get a peace, peace and quiet for 10 minutes to read a chapter in the scriptures. That is great. <laughs> and yeah. that's, that's my phase of life. And that's where I'm at right now and focusing on what I can do and, and that's good enough and that's okay. And that I can progress and I can, you know, maybe try for more time next week to focus on that spirituality aspect, um, as well as all the time that I dedicate to my physical self that I think it's all encompassing that your body deserves the time and energy, but so does your spirit and your mind and your soul to just feel good and healthy. You still have to nourish your spirit as much as your body. And I think it goes one in one, you know, hand in hand that just taking care of yourself is all encompassing through body and spirit. So 
Yeah. When you were talking, I was thinking about the word comparison. And you've yeah. heard, have you heard that phrase, comparison is a thief of joy? Yes, you know, exactly. It, yeah. And it applies, you know, it applies in our physical selves. If we start comparing our physical self or our, our physical journey to someone right. else, it's going to steal our joy. But also spiritually, don't compare yourself spiritually to where someone else is at. I We had a discussion at church yesterday talking about some things that we as women have been asked to do in the church. And people were saying, well, I don't know how to do this. You know, I, what does this look like? Is it just, and I, and I raised my hand and said, there's not one way to do this. It's about you and your relationship with God. And and figure out if you feel that God says this is, you know, yeah, what you're doing is acceptable, yeah. then great. And it may not be what your neighbor's doing or yes, your sister. Exactly. Or, and it's totally yeah. okay. Don't, yeah, I love your message. Like, don't let yeah. comparison steal that from you. Well, and I love what you just said that there's not one way of doing it. Right. And even spiritually, even spiritually, we think there's sometimes, not one way. Mm-hmm. okay, this, this is how I have to have a relationship with God. And there's one way. Nope. It's mm-hmm. not, it's, nope. he, we are an individual. We are one right. person and he will speak to us the way that we need that. And, and that's all you have to figure out is how he talks to you, not how he's talking to everybody else. Yeah. And what works for you now may be different than in 10 years. And, and it's totally true. Yeah. It's focusing on that and exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I liked what you, you know, you did mention that, that you're in, this is the season that you're in right now and 10 minutes might be that that's great. Yeah. You know, you just do what yeah. you can and, and that will change life shifts. And yeah, they'll and start we'll all going to school and I'll have all day to myself. <laughs> and yes, exactly. So it's, yeah. it's just time and season and just realizing, like I said, back to my motherhood mantra that it's, we're all just doing the best we can. And that's enough, you know, that we're, it's not about trying to be perfect and a perfect body and a perfect home, perfect children, but it's saying we're just doing, we're just doing our own thing and we're just hoping it's good enough as long as we're just doing our best. And so such a, such a good message. I love that. Well, I always like to end the podcast asking one question. I ask the same question to every guest. So I'd like to ask that to you. How have you seen and felt God as your partner in motherhood? Well, I've definitely felt in those moments where you feel alone because there are times where I literally never leave my house all day and you do feel alone or that it's just so much is on your shoulders that you're trying to raise these little spirits and these little bodies and it can feel overwhelming. But in realizing that you truly are never alone, that Heavenly Father, He has been through these trials and that in those moments where you need help, like you mentioned earlier, you can take a minute and say a prayer of even just peace or calmness or realizing just needing companionship and saying, I just need some help right now. And even if that's just giving you 10 minutes of calm, it's knowing that you're never alone, that there's women all over the world in the same position you are just doing their best. And, and heavenly father will understand that he knows what my intentions are and that I really am trying. And he says, good job. That's great. You're doing great. And you know, the quote, you're doing better than you think you are. And, and that's, I think rings true to everyone where we are always so hard on ourselves where heavenly father is the one saying you are a daughter of God and your, your value is, is always enough that no matter what you wear or how you look or how much you're trying to please other people doesn't matter 
that knowing who you are and where you came from and what you're doing each day is truly all that matters. And that's something that's hard to remember, but needs to be, everyone needs the reminder of every day is that you are enough and that you are doing good enough. And as long as you're doing your best, then that's enough and to not stress about the rest. So yeah, it's an important message. And I think he, it's something that he wants us to know that he, yeah. he loves us as we are. We don't have to change. Yeah. We don't have to lose weight. We don't have to exactly. you know, be the most spiritual person in your neighborhood or yeah. whatever. You don't have to do any of that. He, exactly. are, he already loves us and he's there. Mm-hmm. And we, we can be our best version of ourselves with his help. We can do yep. it. Exactly. Yeah, so. I love it. Well, thank you so much. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I have loved talking to you. Thanks. I know you have a million things to do, and I'm grateful you took the time to listen to today's podcast. I hope the episode helped you to know God is your partner in motherhood. For show notes, head over to spirituallymindedmom.com. For more motherhood inspiration, follow along on Instagram, at spirituallymindedmom. And if you enjoyed the podcast, share it with a friend. I would love it if you would leave a review and rate it on iTunes. This helps more moms to find hope, joy, and God's hand in motherhood. Have an amazing day, and remember, you are doing God's work, and you are doing it wonderfully well.